You're listening to Indigenous Boom, a podcast by the Atlantic Policy Congress of First Nation Chief Secretariat, featuring conversations on Indigenous health, education, and economic prosperity. Now your host, Krista Thompson. Today on Indigenous Boom, I'm going to be speaking with Jared Watton. Jared Watton is the newly appointed Regional Water Coordinator for the Atlantic Policy Congress, and he works closely with the Atlantic First Nations Water Authority and First Nation leadership to provide the AFN with support with their ongoing water projects. And I'm going to let Jared introduce himself. So Jared, please tell us about yourself. Hi, so my name is Jared Watton, and I'm the RWC Regional Water Coordinator. Um, I work in partnership with the Assembly of First Nations and the Atlantic Policy Congress. And I am the Regional Water Coordinator for all of Atlantic Canada, which includes New Brunswick, Nova Scotia, EI, Newfoundland. I'm originally from Loose Cap First Nation in Nova Scotia. Um, I lived there my entire life until 2014 when I moved away for University at Dalhousie to pursue a degree in Earth Science and Environmental Sustainability. I've always been very proud to be a part of Loose Cap First Nation. And prior to this position, I've worked in various roles in Loose Cap, which included being the youth representative on Loose Cap Ventures Board of Directors, which really allowed me to further improve my community, which is something I've always been passionate about. And it also allowed me to elevate the voices of the younger generation, which is something I'm hoping to continue doing in this position. Wow, that's wonderful. Can you tell us about the work that you do here at the Atlantic Policy Congress? Sure. So my role is as RWC, Regional Water Coordinator. As the Regional Water Coordinator, I work closely with the Atlantic First Nations Water Authority, First Nation leaderships, and community members through engagements to discuss important water issues, both on a regional and national scale. This has included uh, work on the repeal and replacement of the Safe Drinking Water for First Nations Act and the development of a long-term drinking water strategy, and most recently, the development of the Canada Water Agency. So through my work, I advocate for the community members and communities within Atlantic Canada to ensure that our concerns, our issues are included in these policies and considered when we're making these changes. Because we're a smaller region, oftentimes we have more unique issues. So it's very important that we have someone to bring that information to the table. So how do you bring these topics to the table? Are you you writing policy or making policy recommendations? So through my engagements, I am gathering information about the concerns that they have community members or employees, et cetera. And then I take that information back to AFM and then they turn that into policy work, uh, the policies. So I'm kind of an advocate middleman. In some of the projects, I do take more of a leadership role. These are more local projects that ABC itself is developing. So this includes a water education strategy and a series of water revenue webinars. Um, These two projects are really meant to engage with the communities before we even discuss any of the bigger issues like the repeal and placement of the Safe Drinking Water Act. 
this, those are more to get them interested in these issues, give them the background information they need to really understand them. So are, are these changes to the legislation um, going to benefit Indigenous communities? Yes. Um, ideally, we want this to lead over to full control over it. We would like to, we're beginning with the co-development because previous to the, previously, when these policies were developed, uh, First Nations were not consulted very much, if at all. So we're trying to um, change so these policies to align with what we want and that we can control it, if that answers the question. Yes, for sure, yeah. yeah. Well, that's excellent. Um, we really need to be part of these discussions and included in, in consultation, for sure. We do. What do you like about your work here at APC? I like the collaboration I have with all of the other communities and communities across the country. It's nice to hear about not only the different issues, but the different solutions that each region or community is finding. It gives us a nice holistic picture and it gives us ideas that we might not have thought of to improve this community's issues. So it really opens up that discussion and those connections, which I think we've been missing a lot. So that's been one of my most, that's one of my favorite parts of this job. I also love seeing the passion that these other people have for water, like the water operators or community members, just how much they value their position, they value their community, and they see this as a crucial resource and they want to provide that. And I just love seeing how that's growing and how more people want to take on these positions. We need to build that. We need to build the capacity within our communities. And I just love that I'm seeing this happen in front of my eyes and that I'm part of this. That's wonderful. The Grand Chief and another elder had suggested instead of saying building capacity, we should start saying strengthening capacity because we have we all have wonderful capacity. We're always being compared to the non-Indigenous ways of being. So if um, you're talking about building capacity, I just you know recommend saying strengthening capacity because like the elder said, we do have capacity within our communities and we just need to strengthen it. So yeah, I just want to share that with you. Oh no, thank you. I completely agree with that statement. If I was a youth and I wanted to work in water and and something you know like what you're doing, what would you say to youth that would that would want to um, get into your field of study? Uh, I'd say start small. Even the littlest change or littlest effort can make a big change. So if you have an interest in water, talk to someone in your community that works with water talk to the water operators, talk to the elders or women who are water protectors. Yes, water is life. Water is life, you know. We... So if they wanted to take some courses, so they're, they're planning their post-secondary and they want to work in the, they want to protect the water, how, what kind of courses would they take or, or, you know, something like that? I, for courses, I would suggest hydrology and hydrogeology. 
um, you really get a complex understanding of the working behind, workings behind water itself, not necessarily the technical aspects, but the filtration, how ground, groundwater works, how everything interacts, and the issues that can naturally occur. So those are issues we can think of solutions for as we move forward. Wow, that is that is awesome. Yeah, I don't, I never even heard of this before, so that's wonderful. Okay. Uh, thank you so much. Is there anything else about your position or, or your work here that you'd like to share with us? Oh, sure, there's lots I could share. You know, we've seen community engagement growing. As with COVID, it has slowed things down, but I would love to see the capacity continue to grow, uh, the capacity to continue to strengthen um, and the interest to strengthen. Uh, I hope to see more attendance at our uh, engagements. Any projects that you're working on that may be of interest to people in the community? So as I mentioned earlier, there is the water education initiative we were hoping to start. With that, we will likely start that within smaller little pilot projects that will come into communities and do maybe just a little afternoon session with the children and youth, have them come in, as well as our webinar series. I think a lot of communities could benefit from joining us and watching that. I think it's, we've had good feedback on it. It's been very fun and educational. They've really enjoyed it. And then we have a lot of different engagements, target engagements coming up through AFN uh, for youth, women, uh, and water operators, which will be coming up through fall into the winter. So I will keep you updated on that. So um, is it, um, do you have like a website or contact information if somebody was interested in finding out more information about all this exciting things you have coming up? Uh, yes. Um, so the AFN events have not actually been fully scheduled or have a website yet. Um, I do provide updates on the ABC website under, I can't remember if it's housing or infrastructure right now, but um, I believe it's under housing. Um, you can see my updates on the different projects I'm working on, different releases of information or interviews. Um, also on the ABC website, I keep posting about upcoming events that we might have or just different news articles to hear about all the changes that are happening across the country and really to try and inspire people to get involved and see what this work and what our passion can really do. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. I'm, I'm excited to check that out. And yeah, I'd love to participate in some of your events that I love, you know, everything to do with what the water protectors are, are, are fighting for. Our community's water is, you know, a priority for everyone. So yeah, I thank you for the work that you're doing and thank you so much for talking to us today. Anytime, I really enjoyed it. And like you said, water is life. Thank you for listening to Indigenous Boom, the new podcast from the Atlantic Policy Congress of First Nation Chiefs Secretariat.